the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed hour number two now underway at nine minutes past ten o'clock on this Thursday morning, the 23rd morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Thanks again to Congressman Jim Renacci for joining us, still reacting to um, uh, the unbelievably tone-deaf remarks of Senator Elizabeth Warren. If she, let me put it to you this way, as I said earlier on, I do not want to condemn all of the Republican Party for the misdeeds of one or two. I do not want to condemn all of the Democrat Party for the misdeeds or misstatements or the horrific, tone-deaf, um, heartless attitude expressed and, dis- uh, and, and displayed by Elizabeth Warren. However, until one of them steps up and repudiates her and says Elizabeth Warren is wrong, the biggest problem with illegal immigration isn't children being temporarily separated from their illegal law-breaking mothers down on the border while their cases are being adjudicated. And that the real problem is illegal immigrants killing innocent people like Molly Tibbetts. Until they repudiate Elizabeth Warren, then I will put her face on the entire party. And if they do something as glorious as nominate her for president in two years, well, that will speak volumes as well. Uh, Bob Paduchik, uh is once again the co-chair of the RNC, the Republican National Committee, and he joins us once again on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Bob. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, it's good to have you on. Uh, let me hit a couple of things uh, if, with you, if I could, Bob, before we talk about the big plans for tomorrow, the president's appearance in Columbus, president's appearance here in a fundraising rally for uh, for Congressman Renacci and his Senate fight and other things. Um, your thoughts on, on what we just saw play out. You know, the president, I thought, said it very well. I know a lot of other prominent uh, uh, conservative people have expressed 
the, the, the most sincere sadness uh, for the loss of, of a 20-year-old in Iowa named Molly Tibbetts, the latest, and that's the sad part is she's not the only, she's just the latest victim of serious illegal immigrant crime. Her family now joins a long list of angel families. And, and, and the president and others have said, we, this is why we have to do this. We have to stop this. If our immigration laws were worked, he would not have been here. She would still be alive and going on another jog this evening. Um, Democrats are, are accusing Republicans of politicizing her death, n- number one. Moreover, they're actually ignoring her death. She is getting no time and attention whatsoever on CNN or on MSNBC. And when they do speak about it, Elizabeth Warren says, yeah, that was sad, but let's focus on the real problem. Families being separated at the border. Bob, it's just there's 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 there are worlds of of of, of miles between us or there are worlds between us, rather, between the Republican and the Democratic philosophies and our political ideologies. Well, well, Bob, I think it, it, it's quite simply it's instances like this where you really see what Democrats stand for. Uh, that party has become so left-wing and so beholden to these left-wing ideas of sanctuary cities and open borders that, that, they, that, that they won't even entertain uh, uh, the, the crimes that take place and, and the criminals that commit them. I mean, it, it starts off first by this idea of undocumented immigrants, and there's no such thing as an undocumented immigrant. It, it's newspeak. It's straight out of George Orwell. These are illegal aliens. They've been called illegal aliens for years because that's what defines their situation. They're in this country illegally. And so the Democrats, like they do on, on things like abortion and other issues that they know aren't popular with the American people, they have to try to hide their agenda. They have to try to hide it and disguise it and make it up as something that it isn't. Of course, Elizabeth Warren wants to talk about the things that she wants to talk about because she knows that, that there is no defense for this person uh, having been in the United States. He shouldn't be here. And, and that young lady would be alive today if he wasn't. That's exactly right, uh, Bob. And, uh, and then their, their, their tone deafness to this entire thing is just, it's staggering to me. And, and we really are seeing what they stand for. And I want, and, and I will kind of turn to your, your area of expertise and your wheelhouse. As you have said to me before, your job is, is, is to get Republicans elected. And this November, it could not be more clear the choices because if and president right. trump said this too by way of tweet he said you know a democratic blue wave uh means open borders and more crime a red wave means uh border security and more law enforcement and protecting the people of this country and and i think this just kind of underscores that this is where their priorities are if they are to win that's what they implement starting in january after the november election and if you know if we are able to hold power and maybe expand uh the number of seats we have in the senate uh the american people can count on the fact that that they will be protected and secured. Absolutely. I mean, that's what border security is about. It's, that's what building the wall is about, it is understanding that, that we are a nation and we ought to have borders and we ought to have an immigration policy that is effective. And uh, these are life and death issues with, with, with some Americans. When, when these illegal aliens are here and they commit crimes, they're a problem. Now, um, there, there are people here that are illegal aliens that don't get, commit crimes, but that doesn't negate the situation that we're in. Right. The, the, what, what, what is an election issue? This is common sense. 
people understand that if you were to go to Canada or Mexico, you would be detained at the border. If you go to any other country on the planet and you, and, and you enter illegally, you will be arrested. You will be put in jail. And, and if you're lucky, in some instances, you'll be deported. In other instances, you may be in that jail of an extremely long time. Uh, why somehow this is different in the United States uh, uh, doesn't make any sense when it comes to, to Democrats. Uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of theories, and I'd, I won't necessarily get into all those rabbit holes. But the bottom line is it's common sense to Americans that, that you, you should come here in a legal fashion like many, many other immigrants have come here before. Uh, and, and that's why it's a winning election issue for us. I mean, the one thing that President Trump has done in, in 2016 in his campaign was he talked about bad trade deals. He, he talked about rule of law. He talked about issues that were common sense that average Americans can understand. That's how, why we picked up Republican votes, independent votes, and disaffected Democrats. And I think that's going to be key to our success in November. We're talking to Bob Paduchik, who is, of course, co-chair of the RNC. Bob, let's talk about the president for a moment, the uh, itinerary for tomorrow in a second. But your reaction to what we saw happen this week with respect to Manafort and Cohen and the left trying to say that this is proof somehow that the president committed a crime. Uh, you know, I, I think as we know, Paul Manafort's uh, misdeeds were long before he ever became associated with the president. Has nothing to do with the Russian investigation, nothing to do with the Trump campaign. Uh, and uh, and Michael Cohen, of course, is a bit of a different scenario he has pled guilty and the left is saying that the president is a an unindicted co-conspirator because of a decision he made to uh to pay off uh you know for the silence of two women that the president allegedly had relationships with uh this just is astonishing how this continues and 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 this is no different than the opposition that we saw against this president during the campaign the opposition we saw after his election the opposition we saw after his uh, inauguration, and, and it continues. They're looking for any way possible to um, uh, attack and delegitimize this president. I mean, I, I'm not an attorney, Bob, but but uh, Alan Dershowitz, who is a, a pretty well-respected uh, uh, lawyer and uh, and law professor for student. decades, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He says that, you know, he himself says that, 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 that there's, there's no crime that's been committed here. Uh, you know, nothing that, that even comes close to the president. Many of these things were to, look, Michael Cohen's tax problems are Michael Cohen's problems. Michael Cohen's fraud issue with banks and things are Michael Cohen's problems. Paul Manafort's problems uh, with uh, registration and lobbying and claiming income are his problems. What they have to do with the president, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and, and, and there is no connection there. But what we've seen is after 18 months or whatever of this Mueller stuff, the only thing we've seen is conviction of people on things unrelated to the president's campaign or Russian collusion. There's just nothing there. No, no, there isn't. And, and that's the frustrating thing about this. What we're seeing, Bob, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here with you, but what we're seeing is is the problem with appointing special counsels and giving them wide latitude the way Rod Rosenstein did uh, in this case. You know, we all we can talk about Jeff Sessions and that disaster if we want. But but Rod Rosenstein, of course, 
appointed Bob Mueller and basically gave him wide latitude to go get Donald Trump instead of go investigate the Russian meddling uh, uh, allegations and see if the Trump campaign had anything to do with that. It's go get Donald Trump, and that means you can prosecute any other crimes that you might find along the way because you might need them to squeeze uh, information in order for us to get Trump. This is one of the most shameful events, and uh, you know I hate to borrow the president's phrase, it's overused, but it is one of the most shameful witch hunts in the history of American government. It is. It is. You got to wonder where the priorities of the Justice Department are these days. Yeah. And, you, and you look at it in correlation to how the Hillary Clinton uh, email scandal was handled <laughs> and and, and where lawyers weren't just, you know, uh, staff wasn't just allowed to to be interviewed with other staff or with with Hillary Clinton. But staff was given immunity. And it's just, you know, you, you know, you can't get a more sharper contrast between how justice gets dealt out. And, and right. that's the problem uh, that average Americans have. I mean, they, you know, the media and the elite, they, they, they think everybody out here between New York and Los Angeles are a bunch of rubes, that we're all here in flyover country and we don't, we, we're not very smart. But, but here's one of the things I found out in doing 32 years of politics, that, that the average American's a lot smarter than those folks give them credit for. And they, they see a bad deal when there's a bad deal. They see... Uh, a, a bad investigation and 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 a situation where six senior officials in the Justice Department were either fired or relieved of duty because of their political um, uh, a bias right. in, in those cases, and it's astonishing that that's such a staggering number. I mean, when when, when do law enforcement people get removed off of it, investigations because of bias? If it happened to one. It, it would certainly be a, 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 a huge news issue with, with six. It's, it's astonishing yeah. how this has been developed. And I think, I, you know, at some point they're going to have to get the house in order over there because there's a lot of stuff going on that just doesn't make sense. Well, and it, and it may make take sense to average Americans. Yeah, and it may take the president doing this. You know, uh, Jeff Sessions recused himself. We all know the story behind that, and and it has led to many, many complications and problems for him. It's why justice is out of order right now, the DOJ, and the president is the only one who can change that. The problem is getting a new attorney general confirmed by the Senate would be very, very tough, considering the fight that is coming in November for control of it. So perhaps after the midterms, uh, we will have a new attorney general and we can maybe straighten out the House in the U.S. Senate. Well, Speaking of those midterms, let's talk about uh, the big rallies tomorrow coming. The president is coming uh, to Columbus. He's going to be uh, here in Northeast Ohio for Jim Renacci as well. Can you run down the itinerary? Yeah, the president will be here. They're going to go to Children's Hospital and uh, nationwide and look at what they're doing on the opioid issue. I know they'll be there with uh, uh, Senator Rob Portman. Then they're coming over to do a fundraiser, uh, fundraising event uh, slash rally uh, with um, uh, the state party and Jim Renacci. Look, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about the importance of, uh, of of cleaning up the Justice Department and draining the swamp. I mean, a big part of that is, is electing Jim Renacci to the United States Senate and uh, having more Republican votes in the Senate and, and in the House, because honestly, uh, you know, we just don't have enough there to get the rest of the president's agenda done. And so uh, raising money for Jim Renacci is important, raising money for the state party that helps with the ground game. Uh, that takes the resources that the RNC provides here. Uh, Jane Timkins, the state party chair, is doing a great job there. But that helps that that state party effort that's funded by the RNC. That helps Republicans up and down the ticket. 
you know, it, it helps Beverly Goldstein. It helps uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Anthony, Anthony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. There we go, right at the same time. Yeah. Jim <laughs> Renacci, all, all these folks that are running, you know, and Mike DeWine who's running for governor, all, all these folks will benefit from our turnout efforts because we're, we're, we're putting people in the uh, making sure that they come out on election day and, and, and vote Republican. The, the Democrats don't have that. They're, they're nearly bankrupt. Democratic National Committee can't afford to fund that. The Ohio Democratic Party, uh, you know, doesn't have the funds to put anything like that together. So, uh, you know, in a tight race, the, the, the two or three points that you get from a solid ground game uh, is, is going to be the, what we have will be unmatched. No doubt about it. This will be one of the best midterm election year. Well, this will be the best midterm election year in terms of RNC-funded ground game the country's ever seen. And um, it rivals some presidential election cycles. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, really, really uh, exciting day tomorrow. Hopefully it will generate the positive results necessary, and hopefully people like you mentioned, Beverly Goldstein and Anthony Gonzalez and others, will uh, will get a big boost from this as well because there is a golden opportunity before us to uh, uh, to, to you know s- expand control of the government uh, at, the, uh, at the federal level so that the security and the protections that are necessary here will actually be given to the American people rather than the um, supporting of, of illegal activities the way the Democrats seem to do when it comes to these immigration issues we've discussed. Uh, Bob Paduchik, thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Have a great uh, series of event- events tomorrow, and we'll catch up with you down the line. Thanks, Bob. Take care, and keep doing the work that you're doing up there in Cleveland. Well, pr- much appreciated. Thanks very much. Uh, 1025, we're way late. We're going to catch up right now on AM 1420, The Answer. social justice warriors if you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended this isn't it this is the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer 1033 now the bob france authority does continue on am 1420 the answer Uh, a lot of really important subjects that we've been discussing today by the way simone sanders says that molly tibbetts wasn't murdered by an illegal alien she was murdered by a man presenting toxic masculinity that's 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 right his status as a criminal illegal alien is not the issue says liberal commentator simone sanders the issue is a man was rejected by a woman His advances were rejected, and because of toxic masculinity in America, men can't take no for an answer by a woman. She got killed. She literally said this. Quote, Molly Tibbetts was murdered because she told a man to leave her alone while she was jogging. Her murderer happens to be undocumented. This isn't about border security. This is about toxic masculinity. Molly Tibbetts lost her life because a man couldn't take her saying no. Full stop. This is the American left. This is, to borrow a phrase from a Texas friend of mine, a stampede of stupidity. She complains that it's racist for us to blame the illegal 
immigration status of this Mexican national for her, for the murder, but then proceeds to blame an entire gender. It's it's manhood that caused this, because being a man in America is toxic. Being a man in America means you are violent. Masculinity must be quashed. Masculinity must be impeded. It must be censored. It must be it must be destroyed. Never mind the fact that if any other man had been present while this illegal alien was assaulting and murdering this 20-year-old woman, his toxic masculinity would have helped him to beat the living hell out of the killer and probably would have saved her life because of toxic masculinity. These ridiculous identity politics players on the American left. It's always something. It's, it's, it's manhood. It's white supremacy or white privilege. It's, it's wealth. It's Christianity. It's always something. These identity politics players find some way to blame the majority. They find a way to excuse the criminal activity and the illegality of members of their protected classes, their protected identities. It is simply staggering. Let's go to uh, where? We've got a lot of people who have been on hold, and I really do appreciate all of your patience. Uh, uh, TJ's next. TJ on AM 1420, The Answer. Thank you, TJ. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, a lot's being said about the Democrats taking over Congress, you know, heaven forbid, Yes, and if they do, they will start articles of impeachment. But the truth of the matter is it takes two-thirds of the Senate to remove a president, so that's not going to happen. Another thing is they will stop the congressional investigations on this corrupt deep state. They will do that. But once Jeff Sessions removed with a real attorney general, then the investigations will start maybe even better, you know, through the Justice Department. I hope. They I can't hope. stop that. So, I mean, you know, if they do, heaven forbid, they they win this. But if they do, it isn't the be-all, end-all of everything. I mean, tell me where I'm wrong here. Well, you you know, you're right. They might not be able to get him removed in the Senate, depending on how that part of the blue wave goes. But the fact that the president would have to spend the next probably 12 to 15 months defending himself against these impeachment proceedings means that the agenda we elected him to advance is going to be on hold. Everything that we want to get done in the next two years, which would then give us another four years, um, is is going to be on hold. That's the problem. I mean, what did Bill Clinton do during that impeachment proceeding? I mean, he was not able to get anything, anything done. He was essentially politically neutered. Hell, they don't even they don't even have the numbers yet, TJ, and as you hear, because of the appearance of his former attorney Michael Cohen uh uh naming him as a quote unquote unindicted co conspirator, they want to hold off on the Kavanaugh proceedings. They don't want to have the Supreme Court uh, justice confirmation hearings. You know, so the the obstruction here is already mammoth, as you know, for the last eighteen months. Imagine the obstruction if he's facing impeachment hearings at the same time he's trying to do something in the last two years of his presidency. It would be devastating. That's why we have to fight off this this uh, this blue takeover. Well, yeah, all, given that's all true, Bob, I, I, I do see that. 
Uh, that's why I think it's so important to get Kavanaugh, you know, done before the election. And I think they will get yeah. it done before the election, not wait till afterwards. Well, that's the uh, plan. They're calling, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell has essentially said it's happening in September. September, as soon as they come back from the uh, from the the August break, they are going to get uh, the get to the Kavanaugh hearings. Much to the chagrin of uh, Chuck Schumer and others who are saying the president is potentially facing indictment. Therefore, it's impossible for us to to go on with this. It would not be a legally appointed um, uh, Supreme Court justice. This is a lifetime appointment being made by somebody who might be under f- federal indictment. Therefore, we can't do it. Now, it's all crap. It's all lies. It's all garbage. But they're using it, and they're going to try to stop it. And you can imagine what they would try to stop him from getting done if he was facing uh, impeachment. Tony is in South Euclid. Tony, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Yes, hi, Bob. Hi, doing? Tony. Good. Uh, hey, okay. I, I'm going to just kind of go in a, in a kind of a loop and get right to the point uh, after my loop here. Okay, uh, based on all the acts of the Democrats or the left. These, I find, by listening to the program today, listening it through through my years of life, these are all acts of communism. I grew up in the 60s and 70s, and I was taught that communism was to overthrow the government. Now, that's what I learned in school. All these acts, especially with Elizabeth Warren, um, ICE, they want to get rid of uh, ICE, any of the uh, policies of the president. We got uh, our our Democrats in the city of Cleveland that don't want to obey the laws uh, of, of these riders, these motorcycle riders. These are all policies written that we uh, can that we need to obey and follow the law. Right now, um, I need you to pick up the pace, Tony. Tony, I got a lot of people who want to talk. I need you okay. to pick up the speed a little bit. Go ahead. These, these, these people. Okay, we have to really look at, and I think we're missing the whole point here. These people are really communist, and we have to study this. Elizabeth Warren, she doesn't want to uh, uh, obey the laws. She doesn't want to see the laws. She doesn't want to see the policies. That's really all I have to say. And we need more people to expand on this, and we need more people on the air to really see that this is correct. There is, Tony, and I thank you for the phone call. You know, it's funny, you, you refer to communism, and you refer to, you know, a lot of people will refer to uh, rules for radicals and Saul Alinsky and other things. And there was a piece that resembled an older piece that I read uh, a few years back, but it was more recently. This piece was in the Washington Times, and I'm going to try to share this maybe on uh, tomorrow's program, perhaps it was just written on Sunday by uh, uh, a writer for the uh, Washington Times, and it's twelve steps to destroy a society. So many of the steps included in the twelve steps to destroy a society have strong roots in communist thought, and so many of those twelve steps are being put into practice today. I think that's similar to what you were just saying, which is what brought it back to my forefront of my consciousness, that there really is. You know, the best way to destroy capitalism, liberty, free market, is to impose uh, giant government controls 
uh, that defeat those things, the kind represented by communism, and maybe to a lesser extent socialism, which is gaining more and more traction among those on the American left. And they, those things are prominent, in my view, in this 12-step process to destroying a society, something that those on the far left in the United States are undertaking right now. I'm going to share those with you tomorrow. I don't have time to read those 12 steps today, but I'll make that a prominent part of tomorrow's program. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, John and Chardon, you're on AM 1420, The Answer next. Hi, John, go ahead. Bob, I just received a flash news alert in the form of an email that goes like this. Alert in L.A. Sources in California say that radical Muslims are planning to kill every U.S. citizen in Los Angeles. Police officials fear the death toll could go as high as 49. I uh, I did not see that. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I, I know okay, where okay, okay, okay. Edwards, the idea is U.S. citizens in Los Angeles are 49 people. Oh, okay. I, I missed the pun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. You yeah. you threw one right over my head. I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. Yeah, because I, I, I was sitting here focused. I was sitting here focused on. Uh, I was sitting here focused on the issues of you know violent crime in Los Angeles. That's the idea. The joke went right past me. You got you got me on that one. Well, I didn't mean to do that. No, it's okay. It's okay. If I if I'd have been thinking more clearly and paying closer attention to exactly what you're saying, I would have got it. But you threw one by me, and as uh, uh, one of the, my favorite lines uh, in a movie was, uh, "You threw one by me, kid. Savor the flavor, because it'll never happen again." <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> but hey, Bob. Yeah. C- could I leave a phone number for TJ to give me a call? Uh, yeah, I'll put you on hold. Talk to Samuel. Talk to Samuel, John, and uh, and uh, and you know I'll I'll go ahead and do that. And then TJ, you just heard it's uh, John's trying to reach you. If you want to hear from John, call uh, Samuel, and he'll connect you to uh, why you so you guys can share phone numbers. I like that listeners, by the way, um, you know want to communicate with one another because they have like mind. They are they are like minded. They have similar tendencies, and they want to communicate because that's what we have to do is work with one another. No question about it. Uh, Jim in West Park, you're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I got a couple questions, and I don't understand. Now, Rosenstein recommended Sessions to recruit himself, okay? And since the witch hunt started in July, and Sessions was a senator, and then uh, Trump wanted him to be his attorney general, it was probably sometime uh, after he was elected president, when did he know, and what did he know before he recused himself about this witch hunt? All right, thank you very much you, for taking my call. You hold on, don't hang up yet, Jim. I want to make sure I understand your question. You're asking me when did when did Sessions? What did Sessions know when he decided to recuse himself? That's what you're asking. What he knew, and when did he know it? Because Rosenstein <clears throat> recommended him to recuse himself. And it happened, it would, it would, I thought that he was brought up by the Senate and asked if he had, when he was getting uh, confirmed for the general, uh, the AG, yeah. the Senate said, did you talk to any Russians about the campaign? And he said, no. Right. He talked to Russians, but he didn't talk to them about the campaign. He t- well, he talked to them in his capacity as a United States senator. He was right. he was he was talking with Russian diplomats about matters uh, between the two countries, you know, about foreign policy between right, one another, right, right. which was in his purview as a senator. He, he you know, not you as find, a not as a campaign can, chair. Can you find those two things out for me? When he well, knew and what he knew. Before well, he that's that's him. yeah, that's because a really that's hard obstruction of justice. 
That's obstruction of justice to do that. Well, here's, here's, here's what I would say. What was going on, that's obstruction of justice. Here's what I would say. I, my, my, my problem with Jeff Sessions isn't that he recused himself. All right? I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with him recusing himself because he was right. And there were legal scholars and political scientists on both sides of the spectrum, conservative and liberal, who said that the appearance of impropriety would taint any investigation that would be conducted by the DOJ. The fact that he admitted to meeting with Russians about something else could be viewed by um, observers as as tainting him if he is now leading the investigation on whether or not Trump's team colluded with Russians. And so to avoid the appearance of any bias on the part of the AG and the DOJ on, on behalf of Trump, he had to recuse himself. And I heard a lot of prominent conservatives, like I said, legal scholars and, and political scientists, who said that was the right thing to do. Because if he had investigated, if he had run the investigation himself, talking about the new AG in charge of the DOJ, Jeff Sessions, if he had run the investigation and then said after six months or whatever, Donald Trump and his team are cleared, there was no collusion, it would never be believed. It would never be believed by the people. It would hurt Trump. It would hurt Republicans politically because it would look like this is the swamp that Trump was going to drain. He's got his own hand-picked guy who met with Russians, clearing him of colluding with Russians. It stinks. Democrats could use that in political uh, uh, races, not just in 20, uh, 2018, but in 2020 and beyond. It would, re- it would be a, a real stain to the Trump administration to have that. So, so I don't have a problem with Sessions recusing himself. What I have a problem with is Sessions not telling Trump before he appointed him or when he was considering him, by the way. If and when there is a need to investigate this Russian meddling, I can't do it. I'm going to recuse myself because I have met with Russians, and there is going to be a very, very bad look here for us. He needed to tell the president his intention to recuse himself. Then it's very likely the president would have said, okay, thank you for that honesty. I'm going to appoint someone else for AG. Then maybe we could have gotten us a Trey Gowdy or, you know, there's a whole, a whole host of those names that we've run through before that we would love to see in the attorney general's chair. <clears throat> so my problem with Sessions, and I don't think he knew something that he was obstructing justice or anything of that nature. I think he wanted to be AG, and I think he probably would have made a good AG had he not had to recuse himself. But he did have to recuse himself. I do not disagree with him on that. The entire investigation would have been looked at as a, as, as a joke, as, as, as a part of Washington insiders doing Washington swamp-like things. One of Trump's campaign members, campaign supporters, becomes the AG and then runs an investigation into the Trump campaign with Russia. Ha! That's just, that's, that, of course that's going to be a problem. And sometimes the appearance of illegality and impropriety are far worse than the actual illegality and impropriety 
because I don't think there was anything illegal. I do not believe Jeff Sessions met with Russians for the purpose of colluding and coordinating and helping the campaign. He met with them because he was a United States senator, the way many United States senators have met with Russian diplomats to discuss various matters of foreign affairs between the two countries and foreign policies. I do not believe there was any collusion at all. But the appearance would have been there, and it could have hurt President Trump in the long run. Trump, I mean, the Sessions did the right thing in trying to protect President Trump by not running that investigation himself. Unfortunately, he didn't tell Trump that, and it left the DOJ in the hands of Rod Rosenstein, an Obama loyalist who then appointed James Comey's best friend, Bob Mueller, to run an unchecked, unchecked meaning no limit to, uh, to the cost, and no limitations on Mueller's power to prosecute things not even related to Russian meddling in the election. Appointed by Bob Mueller, that mess was all brought on by Rosenstein, or Rosenstein but uh, was allowed to happen by Jeff Sessions' recusal without telling the president. That's the best way I can explain it, Jim. I thank you for your call and your questions. We'll get a few more of those uh, right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Final segment of uh, this Thursday morning edition of the Bob France Authority. Thanks again to my guests, Bob Paduchik and Jim Renacci. Great calls all morning long as well. In fact, let's wrap it up with a couple more good ones. I know they're going to be good because the first one is Jan in Cleveland. The second one is Navy Man Norm. Hey, Jan, go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, why would Elizabeth Warren care about one white vote in flyover country that could even have turned out to be Republican when uh, they're attempting to get uh, the the immigrant vote and uh because they're they're actually losing some of the uh, minority vote and they're i think they're a little desperate so i think that's where she's coming from thanks for taking my call i have no doubt that's where she's coming from the staggering thing though is that she said it she's on cnn and she looks and sounds so tone deaf. You know, the staggering thing about this is that she didn't even pretend very well. She could have spent a minute talking about the horrific, sad, terrible, tragic thing that has befallen Molly Tibbetts. We will be praying for her and her family. This is a horrible thing, the scourge of murder and, uh, and, and crimes committed, violent crimes like this uh, affect us all. She could have faked her way through it. Instead... She took eight seconds to say, yeah, that's really sad. Sorry to hear about that for the people of Iowa, but we need to focus on the real important issues when it comes to immigration. Children are being separated from their families at the border. She just, she just said, she, she raised her two hands on live television on CNN and extended two big middle fingers to Americans and said, I side with the illegal aliens. I'm more worried about the law-breaking mothers at the border whose kids were separated from them for a short while while they're prosecuted for their illegal crime and their asylum claim is, is heard. I side with them more than I do with victims of illegal alien crime. She extended two middle fingers to every angel family in this country and was proud of it. And I want her to be made infamous for it. 
now through November and beyond. Navy man Norm, you're on AM 1420, the answer. Go ahead, Norm. Bob, you expect anything less from Lyle Waffa? No, I don't. No, no. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the Sessions thing. You know what? Even if Mueller would defy or exonerate President Trump, which I seriously doubt that he will, the Democrats will still scream to high heaven, oh, that it was fixed, that, you know, this, that, or the other thing. So I really don't know if it would have uh, mattered if Sessions had said, you know what, I'm not recusing myself, screw you, we're going to get on with this. So, I mean, either way, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So Yeah, and... I still think the best time to deal with that, though, Norm, would have been before, you know, when he was having his conversations, dinners, meetings, hours talking with the president about being appointed attorney general. That would have been the time. That would have been the time, and then the president could have made a better decision. I think probably equal parts of the fault lie with the president and with um, uh, with uh, Jeff Sessions. The president should have better done a better job vetting, should have said, should have said, hey, they're accusing uh, us of, of meddling in the election with Russians. You're going to be in charge of the DOJ. You're going to be able to handle that. That conversation should have been held, and it wasn't. And that's why we are where we are. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.